Hi, and thank you for choosing God Guns and Prep today. And today, I'm your host Dax with James, and today we're going to be talking about bulletproof vests, as well as our setups, and maybe a little bit about trauma kits. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the tonight's podcast. Hi guys, good to have you back again. I am so sorry that we've been on a, you know, kind of silent and ghosted for the past week or so. We've had a lot going on here. Um, <laughs> Dad's been working a lot. I've been working a lot. A lot of crazy things have been going on. Um, but today, you know, I really have something that I think will be fun and enjoyable for us to talk about, and that is bulletproof vests. Now, I shouldn't say bulletproof, because nothing's bulletproof. I don't care what it is. It's only bullet resistant. Um, now today we're going to be taking a look at two different vests that have completely different setups, different prices, you know. Now, let's talk a little bit of terminology here. A plate carrier. So a plate carrier is what most people refer to as the vest. Okay, now this is what carries the plates inside of it. And then you have the plates itself, which are all sorts of different materials. You have soft plates and hard plates. You have different ratings. I think it's like from one to four. Um, and then you have, you know, different materials that they're made out of. Hard plates can be made out of Kevlar, ceramic, steel. Like, I mean, there's a few different ways for those. Um, now, soft plates are also made out of Kevlar. More often than not. And uh, there's just less layers and they're not compressed together. Now, my vest today, I got it from a site called Votec. Now on Votec, you can get all sorts of great deals on bulletproof vests and plates, carriers. Um, you can also get deals on things like mag pouches or dump pouches or you know trauma kits first aid kits you know speed loaders all sorts of good stuff on there I really like it I got my vest and plates from there they actually came in a uh, combo kit you know carrier and plates for about $250 and to me at the time you know I was kind of on a budget with everything and that was the cheapest thing I had found by far and actually, I've had this for a couple of years now, and it's held up great to a whole bunch of things. I mean, I take this out with me when I go shooting, especially when I have new shooters with me, because uh, we all know how that can get. And then, I also have a trauma kit on mine. My, my plates on my vest are personally, they're, they're more made for to cover your heart and your lungs instead of everything on the front and back and then uh, mine are class 4 hard plates okay which means that they will stop I think up to I don't remember how many rounds but it will stop up to like a 308 so they'll stop a pretty big hit I believe it's only three or four rounds so it's not very many rounds 
a lot of people go buy a bulletproof vest, you know, the plates and the carrier and the hard plates with this idea they're going to be Rambo, running around getting shot up and the vest is going to protect them, they're going to be Superman, that that's not what the vest is for. The vest is for, oops, I got shot, then you have to replace it, you know, it's a, oops, that happened, that really hurt. And a lot of people think, it's not going to hurt. i got a bulletproof vest on. Oh, it hurts. It'll break ribs, bruises, you know. I mean, it's terrible. You know, so don't go buying one, please, thinking that you're going to run around and be Rambo. That is not what a bulletproof vest is made for. Okay? It's just not their intentions. Now, James today, sitting here with me. How you doing today, James? I'm good. That's good. Glad to hear so his vest is a little bit of a different setup. First of all, he, he doesn't really have anything on his vest. It's just his carrier and his plates. So James has both soft and hard plates. James, why don't you tell us about that? Okay, so the plate carrier I have is a, uh, it's a Condor plate carrier. Um, and they're, those are, Basically, they encase you, so it has a whole bunch of different straps, and they just kind of—it's like wearing a snuggie, a big old blanket. That's how you can. But okay, all right. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, because it's got straps and Velcro, and you can tighten yourself, so it's basically like giving you a big hug. Um, yeah, my vest also has a bunch of straps to tighten up pretty good against you. Although mine doesn't go down my whole body, it wasn't meant to. No, mine, but mine's designed for, basically it's a military vest carrier. Um, if you've seen those, you know what they look like. The new military vests actually are very cool. And we'll get into that a little bit after James is done talking about his plate setup, why he chose to do it that way. So um, I have, so I have two forms of plates. I have a soft plate. Um, and it's 3.8, and that'll stop up to a 357, no, 44 Magnum round. Um, oh, I thought yours only stopped 9. No, the soft plates will stop 44 Magnum rounds. Um, I got those out of an old, uh, or off a, uh, a plate carrier, uh, a police vest. But the vest itself was torn and tattered and it was junk. So I took the Kevlar plates, still in good shape, I stuck them in my vest and then on top of that I have, like Daxon was saying, they have some that are made, made out of steel. Now when I bought mine, I didn't have a lot of money and I had $90. I was able to buy both plates, front and back, for 90 bucks. Um, the vest was given to me, so I didn't have to pay anything for the plate carrier, and I paid $40 for the police setup, so, and I have both of the, uh, soft plate underneath the, um, the steel plates, and I do that because the soft plates are going to act as a, uh, 
basically a cushion, an absorber. A uh, also, absorber. your steel plates don't go your full chest or stomach. They go, well, they cover my heart, my lung, they cover everything. So it's like, but I'm little. So it covers the parts that it needs to cover. Right. And Whereas the soft plates cover a little bit more than... Right. Um, right. The, the hard plates basically is for rifle rounds. You know, but if you're getting shot by a rifle, you done messed up. Yeah, you, you done got in trouble. Like I said, a bulletproof vest is not to be Rambo and get shot up. Bulletproof vest is, oops, I done messed up and just got shot by a rifle. You know, most most threats with a bulletproof vest, most 99% of the time you're going to see something like that. Police wear them. They're facing uh, handgun or shotgun rounds. That's basically, that's why they don't wear, most police don't have uh, hard, plates. hard plates. They just have their soft. Because they're not, they don't need the hard plates. But it's, you know, the reason why I have it is because I was told long ago, long time ago, by a couple of military friends, they're like, if you, sooner or later you might need it. Might, what? No! They're like, do you like guns? Yeah. Then you're going to need it. Okay. So, that's how, I, that's why I have it. Because I was told a long time ago by some military friends, you might need it. Right, so you know. And I mean, there's been some times around here in, in Utah where I've I've been scared and had to wear it before. We had a lot of those BLM protests going on, and uh, I'm sorry I got to bring it up. It's a touchy subject, but I have to bring it up. Look, I'm all for you know casting out racism. I hate it. It's ugly. It's gross. I don't like it either. The, the BLM group itself is bad. In my opinion, they're bad people doing terrible things. And, you know, you, you can't disagree with me on this because, I mean, how many, how many of them riot? How many of them shoot people over this? And you, you're saying that everybody else is racist? Okay, hey, Dad. Hang on. No, we need to change so, gears. Anyhow, my bad, anyhow. So I, I, I fear for my life where I've had to wear my vest in Utah. Um, and, you know, Utah's a pretty safe state in my opinion. Most places. And Utah, a lot of people are very friendly. Right? I grew up in a neighborhood where you were seven and you ran out the door... It's butt crack of dawn before mom was even out of bed. And the neighbor would call your mom from like six blocks over and be like, hey, your kid's here just to let you know he's okay. I grew up in one of those neighborhoods where I could do that. You know, a lot of neighborhoods now aren't like that. Um, but for the most part, Utah is a pretty safe and great place to be. Now, does that mean that you... Shouldn't have a bulletproof vest? James, what do you think? If you live in Utah, you don't need a bulletproof vest? What job do you do? Doesn't matter. Well, okay, because... 
You know, it's like... I mean, I work HVAC construction. I have one. Yes, but you don't wire it to work. No. So, you know, it's I'm like... I'm not asking about work-wise. I'm asking about in general. It's a, it's a personal decision. Just like everything. You of want course. one, buy one. If you don't, don't. It's up to you. Yeah. I don't think it's... You know, that's not a... See, do you have to have a bulletproof vest? No. I mean, unless you feel you need one. And if you feel you need one, either A, change your job, unless you're a police officer or something like that, then okay, cool. Or B, move. You know, you, you're obviously in a bad neighborhood. If you got to wear it to and from work, bad idea. You know, I'd move out of there quickly. But I mean, me and James here, we're both big gun enthusiasts. As you guys know, we run a, a podcast called God, Guns, and Prep, you know? So, th this is our lifestyle. This is what we like to do. Not everybody that's into guns wants a bulletproof vest, though. Or if they do, you know, they, they don't necessarily want hard plates. What are they going to need that for? You know? But... You could put them on your dog and make them do weights. Your dog's already buffing up. We I, don't know, need I think this. that's what he does. I think he takes the plates around. And yeah, when you're not home, he's just weightlifting the plates. Either that or Wiggles. Wiggles is just fat, man. Wiggles is skinnier than he is. So just so you know, Buddy is a pit bull. He's big boy. Good dog. Wiggles is a chihuahua mix. Okay. She's a chihuahua terrier. And she's as fat as can be. No, she's skinny. She looks like a loaf of bread, honestly. <laughs> Buddy. But uh, back on topic here. So you, you chose to go with your soft plates and hard plates. Yep. How do you like the setup? In all honesty, it's. I wish I was. I wish I could get regular. Um, some uh, hard plates like yours. Yours are not so heavy. No, they're not. They're they're actually fairly light for hard plates. And so. And I would like those because they're they're a lot they're a lot lighter than my hard plates, but my hard plates can take a lot more abuse. But again, you get shot once, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah like you know? I said, they're for an oops moment. Well, they're not even for an oops. They're like I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but people use plates all the time to go running. They're, you know, to give you more weight. My cousin actually was thinking about doing that. You know, and it's in Utah, yeah. I don't know if I'd do that in Detroit. Chicago, you might get shot at, but you know, maybe that's why you have to wear them. In a big city. If I lived in a big city like that, I'd be like... I'm going to work. Let me strapping on. What are you doing? I'm not getting shot today. I don't know. <laughs> You're just going to get an ice cream. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I'm a weirdo. So, you know, I, I like my bulletproof vest. Votec has a lot of great deals. Has How a do lot you spell of great, that? Uh, I think it's V-O-T-E-C-H. I believe. And I'm fairly certain that it's Votech. 
Matter of fact, I'm almost 100% sure. Um, they also have things like, you know, like mags, dump pouches, like I was saying, but they have this thing for shotgun shells. It's a hard mag. And you can literally roll it out with your thumb, but they'll stay in there nice and packed and tight. And it'll hold like 20 of them. They're pretty cool. I want some. <laughs> when was the last time you checked the site? Ooh, had to be... Had to be over a year ago, I think. So you don't even know if the site's still there? No, uh, no. But if it's not Votech, it might be Botech. It was very... I don't even remember exactly how to say it. That's back when I was welding and had all the time in the world in the hotel when I came home from work to search the web. Found a lot of cool stuff. Spent more money than I made half the time. Um, I also got my trauma kit from them as well. Same color as my vest. And I actually keep my trauma kit on the back side of my vest. Now, a lot of people like James here. They don't like doing that, right? They'd rather the freedom to crawl around so it doesn't snag or move or this or that. That's fine. You know, and they always say, oh, you should definitely have it on you, but not on your vest. Well, here's the thing. I'm already going to be carrying a lot of stuff on my duty belt, okay? You're going to be carrying your sidearm on your duty belt. Possibly a non-lethal weapon, such as a taser or mace or pepper spray or what have you. Maybe a flashlight. You know, maybe your dump pouch as well. Maybe even some extra mags. Um, so I like to keep my trauma kit on the back of my vest. I can get to it freely still where mine sits. And I know where everything is so I don't have to dig around in the dark. It's very clear to me where everything is, how everything works. I have had some medical training. Um, I've been taught how to use most things in my trauma kit. Actually, everything in my trauma kit. And uh, let's go through it a little bit, shall we, James? And just kind of tell them what my little trauma kit setup is here. Okay. Well, you know more about that stuff because it's yours. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's in it. So. Yeah. Um... So the one thing that I wish I had in my trauma kit that I don't right now is chest seals, sucking chest wound seals for my kit. I don't have those currently. I need to get some. They're very important to have in my opinion. Vented, non-vented, we can go all day about that argument, but honestly it's preference. Um, so right here in the very top pouch I have my tourniquet. And uh... I believe it's called the Cat T Tourniquet. I like these. I was trained with these. I know them. I know that they're reliable, useful, and uh, I, I like them. I also like the Rat T Tourniquets, personally. My EMT instructor in school, when I was going to school to be EMT, was very big on the Rat T Tourniquets for your personal use. Um... I have lots and lots of gauze. Um, it's very important. Bleed stop bandage. Yeah. It's Botac. Botac. My my apologies. The the website that we were talking about is Botac. B O T A C H dot com. Yeah, and they're awesome. 
Lots of deals and discounts. Let's see here, what else do we got in this handy dandy trauma kit? So also in this big pouch right here, I have a multi-trauma dressing that's 12 inches by 30 inches. And uh, I'll just read off here what the intended use is for you, for you guys, for you that don't know. Uh, the function of this pad is to serve as an outer dressing and absorb drainage from the wound site and disperse it throughout the pad. So it's it's to help keep things under control, you know. Um, it's sterile comes in a package, so it's sterile. You don't want to use anything unsterile on you or anyone else. It's a very bad idea. Also, I have some basic band-aids in here. I know, pretty traumatizing, right? Little cut, little paper cut. Um, we also have in here, I've got some 4x4 8-ply absorbent gauze sponges. Very important. Okay, I've got lots of those in here. I've got some more gauze rolls. I've got, uh, let's see here. Okay. This is another extra absorbent pad that's only 5 by 9 for, you know, maybe a little bit of a smaller wound area. You don't need to soak up as much. I got a couple of those. Got a few of those. More than a few. I also have in here a glow stick. Okay, very important in my opinion. Uh, a glow stick is most likely not going to fail you if you need light in this situation, right? They don't rely on batteries, they don't rely on heat or, or cold or this or that. You snap them, shake them up good, and they give you some light. Now, do I recommend doing surgery or anything by that light? No, but it's better than nothing in my opinion. So, there you have that. I also have a Sharpie in my trauma kit. Now, the reason why it's so important to have a Sharpie in your trauma kit, do you know, James? Well, there's a couple reasons. One, if you know their blood type, you can write it on their forehead. Or if they're critical or whatever the situation, that's where you write, you know, if they need certain medications or if they've had them, you can write it. And also, if you apply a tourniquet, it's very important that you put T and then the time that you applied the tourniquet next to them on their forehead. So that's a very, very useful tool to have. Let's see, what else do we have? I have some medical tape in my front pocket. Another glow stick. I have a... Uh, I don't know if you can really call this a tourniquet. It's a latex tourniquet more for like um, if you were to put an IV in or something like that okay I have some sutures I have alcohol prep pads iodine prep pads and I also have some ammonia towelettes in here that are meant to you know wake people up that are unconscious um, also another really important thing in my opinion is you want to have some triple antibiotic ointment in your trauma kit, okay? That's going to help keep them from becoming infected. Infection is a big battle. Huge battle, okay? Here I have some sterile tweezers and some sterile uh, a sterile vein clamp, I believe it is. 
I also have EMT shears in my front pocket. Okay, those are very important as well to me. You have to cut clothing, whatever it is, EMT shears will do it. Now, in the side pockets of my trauma kit, I have a snake bite kit. This, now here's the thing with my snake bite kit, okay? It doesn't have a sucker to suck out poison or anything like that, okay? It's got some string in it, a little instruction ordeal, and it has a, um, it's got a little vial of iodine, okay? To clean the area because snake bites are very, very gross. Very gross. Here I have what's called an OPA as well in my side pocket, okay? It's a oral vaginal airway, I believe is what it's called. Okay, now this is to protect your airway in your throat, right? It, it takes your tongue and it'll pull it up so your tongue does not block your airway if you are unconscious. Okay, I also have some triangle bang bandages. Those are great for splinting. Uh, maybe another tourniquet if you have to make one. Okay, they're good for lots of uses. In my other side um, pocket, I have a small ace bandage. I have a bigger one as well in my big pocket. I also have more little band-aids, smaller ones for like butterfly band-aids. And I have another thing of sutures. Now, that, that's most of my trauma kit. Like I said, I wish I could have uh, some chest seals in there. Another thing I think would be a good thing to have in your trauma kit is what's known as an NPA. Now, that's similar to your OPA, except for it goes in your nose to protect your airway. It's silicone, looks like a little tube. It's called a nasal... can't remember that P word for some reason. Probably going to say it wrong. Fid Genal airway, I believe. And I believe that's what the NPA is. Now, a trauma kit is very important to have, whether you're into guns, not into guns, got kids, don't got kids, going on a road trip, not going on a road trip. Uh, it's just, it's so valuable, you know, in my opinion. What do you think about the trauma kits, James? Well, if you're going to have one, you need to know how to use it. Definitely. You know, it's... I mean, because you, you talk about it, and it's like... Because I know a lot of people, like, they have it, but... Or they go, oh, I'm going to get it. But if you don't know how to use any of that stuff, or if you only have a slight indication on how to use it, you can hurt, or it can be lethal if you don't know how to do it right. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so, I would say that don't just buy one just to buy one. Take, um, take some classes first. Uh, the Red Cross does first aid class classes, and they have, and they can go go through it and show you how to use it. If you get it, even some fire stations will show you what they are and how to use it. Because if you use it wrong, you don't want to do that. You really. You want to stay away from that. Definitely. And so... Now, here's a plus side, though. Let's say you have one. You don't know how to use one yet, right? You haven't gone to class or whatever. Well, right. And there's been a situation. There's a fair chance 
that somebody else is going to be there that knows how to use it. That's true. And that can help you apply those things to that person or to you. But you want to make sure that they, they're not just saying, oh, yes, I know. Well, I mean, what do you want them to do? If you're sitting there bleeding out, no, you're, no, no, you're no. not going to be like, hey, whip out a certification so I can see. No, but I mean, you can tell. Usually. If they're like, I think it does this. Uh, let's wait. Yeah. You know, if something like that, what do you do? You put direct pressure and you wait till, till a paramedic gets there. Good point. Also, another good thing to have in any first aid kit or trauma kit is uh, latex gloves. Yes. Before you touch a person that's bleeding or sneezing or coughing or whatever it is, okay, that you have to help them, put on some dang latex gloves. Otherwise, I'm going to walk up personally, okay, call you an idiot and smack you upside the head. You cannot help anybody if you are endangering yourself first. Okay? Like, you have to help yourself first. In EMT school, first thing they teach us, gloves! Put on gloves! Personal protective equipment, gloves, maybe some glasses, okay? Splash guard, something. Okay? Because, like, you don't know what people have. You don't want to be trying to explain to your wife one day how you have herpes, but you swear you didn't cheat on her, okay? It's not a good way to go. Or hepatitis. You know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you don't know what that person's got. I don't want it. I know you don't want it. You ever have herpes? Neither have I, but I'm sure it's not fun. Anyhow, James. Have you ever had a cold sore? That's herpes. No. Well, I haven't had one. That's a form of herpes anyway. So, all I'm saying is like, look, if you, if you want to buy it, buy it, but learn how to use it. Definitely. Don't Tra just, training and education is the best. You know, don't just go, oh, I have it. I can use it. No, because you don't want to be the cause of someone losing an arm or their life because you put a tourniquet on wrong and... They had to remove amputate because you did it too tight. Um, so I'm going to put this out there just for the sake of education. You can't put a tourniquet on too tight. And here's why I say this. In EMT school, what they teach you, okay, is you, now there's two different arguments to how you put on a tourniquet. Some say three to four inches from the lacerated from the laceration. Some say high and tight to the limb. I say high and tight, personally. Okay. I've now, been told to put it. You take on. that tourniquet and you strap it first of all as tight as you possibly can. Then you lock it. This then, is not medical advice. We're not doctors. No, this is just pure education. Anyhow. It doesn't mean go out and be like, it's oh, this not educational. It's just for inform information. It's yeah, this is just for information. Anyhow. So, you, you strap it as tight as you possibly can first. You Velcro it down. If you're using the type of tourniquet I know, which is the Cat T tourniquet. You take the stick, and you go, and you turn until it stops bleeding. 
and then you go three or four turns past that, lock it, put the safety strap over it. And then you take your little Sharpie, you put a T on the person's forehead in a time that you applied the tourniquet. That way, medical officials know how long the tourniquet's been on there. They know if there's going to be damaged tissue or how bad it's likely to be. They know how long you've not had blood flow to that limb, you know. Um, I worked for a company called Ace Rents in Utah, an equipment rental company. And this is just like a little insight of to how fast a normal day can go wrong. The owner one day was in the shop trying to take off a tooth of a bobcat bucket. Okay, pretty normal thing to switch those out. He was hitting it with a sledgehammer and a small piece shot off into his leg. It bled so much and for so long that they thought he had lacerated his uh, femoral. That artery that'll make you bleed out. The femoral. Yeah, that one. So I was not there at the time, or I would have put it on my personal tourniquet on him. But his son was there and used his belt as a tourniquet. Here's the thing it's better than nothing. But it is not a tourniquet. It is not a life-saving device. It was not meant to be. It is not good to use a belt as a tourniquet. It damages more tissue than it saves. However, they got the bleeding to stop. The paramedics got there. He was fine. They, they gave him ketamine to slow his heart rate. The old special K, you know, he was feeling great, okay? He was fine to keep him calm. So he wouldn't bleed more. The paramedics put on a proper tourniquet when they got there and took him to the hospital and he was fine. He has some permanent bottle, body jewelry now, but he's fine. So life can go bad in a split second. It can be a normal day on the house on the prairie, you know, and it goes wrong instant. That's why we talk about prep. That's why we talk about trauma kits, bulletproof vests, guns. We talk about food food storage. Okay, we talked about water purification, power prep. Now, I mean, are some things a necessity? No, some things aren't. Like, is it a necessity to have electricity? No. Heck no. And you can't tell me it is, okay? If you have a a CPAP machine and you need it to you need a CPAP machine or you'll die when you're sleeping yeah that's a necessity or you use oxygen that's a necessity oxygen doesn't work off of electricity yes it does they have bottles they don't plug them in no that's only on some of them some have an oxygen generator that run off electricity that's Most, true some do so, so I mean but here's the thing normal people everyday life is it a necessity? No. You can live without electricity. What are you going to do? Be pissed off because your phone dies and you're in your house watching, you know, Naruto or whatever you guys watch? Dude, it's okay. You don't need to watch Naruto. If in Arizona, if you don't have electricity and don't have air conditioning, people die. Now, there are ways to go to get yourself cool. Without electricity, but it's a lot harder, and most people, they don't do that. 
You have to have electricity in certain spots of the world. Really? They yes. Do? I said, yeah, in certain areas. Because, you know, I remember two times, uh, you know, in Tombstone. You know, the old Wild West days. Ain't nobody there had AC. No, that's true. But they were also a different person. Their, the way they were raised was completely different than the way we are raised now. Here's what I say to you. If you're whining a little because your AC goes out, suck it up and deal with it. Keep hydrated. Keep cool. Do what you How can. How are you going to keep cool if you don't have AC? Running around naked in 120 degree heat? I mean, hey, if that's what you got. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, it's been a pleasure doing this tonight's podcast with you guys. We are currently actually looking into some things to upgrade our sound quality. (laughs) Sorry, it's been kind of crappy. We've been just starting. But uh, hopefully next time it'll be better. We appreciate you. Go ahead and look us up on Facebook, God Guns and Prep. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think are great ideas, bad ideas. Let us know what you think about maybe owning a Bull Professor trauma kit. We want to know. Thank you all. Have a great night. And God bless.